Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 197. Thank you so much for joining us. A couple of housekeeping notes before we get started. We will be taking next Monday off for 4th of July. We're actually taking our first beach trip as Floridians, so that'll be fun. We will be soaking up the sun. Well, not me so much. Me. I will definitely be soaking up the sun. I will be underneath a beach umbrella provided us to by us to Monorail Radio. Yeah, so thanks, guys. Brendan will enjoy it. I'll take a break every once in a while. Um, but it's super cute. It's rainbow. It's exactly what you would expect from a beach umbrella. And we're super pumped to use it. Yes. Another note, a week from tomorrow, Catherine, we will be in Magic Kingdom. That doesn't even feel real. So we'll have one more episode next Wednesday, which will be a couple days before we go. So we'll do a pulse check. But I am still not sure if I want to share this day on social media as much. I'm sure we'll share some stuff, but honestly, all I want to do is soak it in. And I think that's important just for us, like personally, to just have this time to enjoy it and take it in since this is something that we've been building up for, not just like since the parks have closed, but even before that way back in, you know, August, September, whenever it was that we kind of decided that we wanted to move, you know, like this is something that we've been thinking about. So like Brendan said, I'm sure we will post like we're here, we're back you know, just little things, but it's not going to be like a play by play. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of people who do that. So if you are interested, I'm sure there'll be lots of Disney content out there. But chances are it's not necessarily going to be from us. Yeah. So we'll probably do like a recap either on Instagram or on here. Maybe we'll do that as a live show. Yeah, that'd be fun. So then we can answer questions about what it was like to be back in Walt Disney World and specifically Magic Kingdom, which I'm super excited that it will be the first park that we go back to. So. And shout out to our very good friends, Sarah and Jeff from Adults and Disney, because if they would not have told us that it was open, there's a high, high likelihood that we would have missed it. Yep. So we are very grateful that we are able to get in for an annual pass preview day. We know other people are not as lucky and I completely understand the frustration. They never send out emails. The notification came out way too late to the push notification to your phone. So. Super frustrating. Yeah, but they're open. Hopefully it'll start clearing up and everybody can get in as they want to. So today's episode is continuing our storytelling series. So if you're new here, our storytelling series is taking a deeper look at different Disney attractions and trying to just view them and understand them in a different or a deeper way to just pull something more from them, to understand more of their story. So maybe they give you more of a light, a new light of inspiration or a new spark of creativity, whatever it might be. And today, I think, is our most challenging episode yet in this category. We've done some, I don't want to say bottom tier rides, <laughs> but like Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin is not winning any attraction awards. This one is almost in a different league on itself. And of course, 
don't you've seen it on the title it's pixar pal around yeah so this one i will kind of take the fault for this i was not put on the spot but i had to think fast to think of a ride and this one is iconic so i think we have that going for us and it's something that we didn't know much about just because we had never researched so obviously the pixar power doesn't have like a story that is telling, but it does have a history. So I think that's, you know, something interesting to look at. And we're going to talk about today. And, you know, it's a big part of the park over there in Disney's California Adventure. And it has gone through some changes over the years. So there's that. Yeah. So, Catherine, why don't you give us a ride walkthrough so we can all experience this for ourselves? I will provide uh, screaming <laughs> in the background. Yes. Yeah, maybe you could just like watch it on a video. I'm sure there's lots of funny videos out there with just terrified people like we were. But to give you like the happy walk through, when you walk up to the Pixar Pal around, you get the choice of 24 different gondolas. And maybe choice isn't the right word because you probably don't get to really pick where you go. But there are 16 of them that are on the inner rails and they kind of slide back and forth, in and out. And then there are 18 on the outer rim. Eight. Oh, sorry. There's, <laughs> there's eight. Whoops. 16 plus eight is 24. <laughs> there's eight on the outer rim that are fixed to the wheel and they do not slide back and forth. That was the route that we took, like the wimpy route. Um, but they do go significantly higher than the sliding ones. That is true. That is, so that's an extra element of excitement i guess and you probably get a better view like if you're trying to see a layout of the park i mean you get a pretty good view from up there um so maybe you'll have to ride it twice if this is something you're interested in but the gondolas because it is in pixar pier they're all themed to different pixar movies so you have nemo from finding nemo mater from cars mr incredible from the incredibles buzz from toy story joy and sadness from inside out and then miguel and hector from coco yeah and there's many more but those are just kind of my favorite ones the ones that stood out the most yeah so that's a fun aspect too i mean it is very colorful it's very bright it seems very happy when you're just looking at it you know it kind of brings back a lot of those memories from like amusement parks when you were young or like county fairs is kind of what we think of um, but of course they were going for like the pier type of look um, so that's kind of where that inspiration came from then once you board, you make two full rotations around the wheel before disembarking. And I think, Brendan, you mentioned it last time. If you are just like panic struck, they will stop it after well, one. I don't know if we should share that because you can't guarantee that they're going to stop it for you. Well, you can't guarantee. But I guess if you were making enough of a commotion, they would I potentially do know stop it. People on our ride asked to get off and they did get off halfway through. But again, I would not count on that. So typically you make two full rotations and to kind of add to the experience. Um, they do play Pixar music from the different films in the cars as you kind of rotate around. So it is meant to be very relaxing. Relaxing. I think that's the vibe that they're going for. Yeah. 
So we'll talk about our experience later, um, but let's talk about the history. So originally this was opened as the Sun Wheel on February, February 8th, Catherine's birthday, 2001, which of course was the opening day of DCA. It then became Mickey's Fun Wheel from 2009 to 2018, and then eventually Pixar Pal Around, the current version as we know it, in conjunction with the Pixar Pier retheme from 2018. It doesn't even seem like Pixar Pier is two years old. No, it doesn't. I mean, but that's like a lot of things, too. I mean, it's even hard to believe that Slinky Dog, you know, is about to. Is it about to turn two? It turned two today, the day that we're recording this. Oh, happy birthday, Slinky Dog. But it is kind of crazy because it feels like it's so new still. And personally, this is like a very uh, time that I was tuned into the parks because that is about the time that I started Detour mm-hmm. was in the fall of 2018. So I remember Pixar Pier happening. I remember Toy Story Land happening and Detour kind of just getting off the ground at that point. So I was very tuned in in a different way. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny because last week or not, I shouldn't say last week on Monday when we in, it was last week on Wednesday when we announced that this was the ride that we were going to pick. I still accidentally said Mickey's fun wheel. It's like, it still, you know, it does. I haven't quite made that connection yet. Yeah. So back to its origin, the sun wheel was inspired by the wonder wheel, which is found in Coney Island and its heyday was kind of in the 1920s. That's when it was built. And it was a really marvel when it when it first got constructed in part of now I'm going to forget the name of the amusement park. Dang. It's in Coney Island though, (laughs) but that's where it kind of drew inspiration from. It was originally featured orange and a purple color scheme with the face of the sun on the center of the wheel. And the sun face was inspired by Mexican art from the 1970s. So I do remember I did go to DCA in 2001 and I remember seeing the sun face on the sun wheel. And as a, how old was I? Nine-year-old. It was weird. It just, what do you mean by it was weird? Like it, you just didn't think it fit or. Well, as a nine-year-old, you're viewing like, I want to see Mickey everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I want to see the characters that I watch on TV and in the movies. And seeing a sun face I just thought didn't fit and apparently neither did Disney yeah <laughs> very true so then of course Mickey's fun wheel was rethemed into 2008 and it changed this color scheme from yellow to red and lights were installed behind Mickey's head a few years later in 2013 and these work in conjunction with world of color and really make it pop at night I know photographers, Love Mickey's Fun Wheel. There are so many shots. Again, I called it Mickey's Fun Wheel. But (laughs) there are so many shots of this in conjunction with World of Color, but also in conjunction with the Incredicoaster. There's just a lot of really aesthetically pleasing things for you to view through a lens and just through your eyes, especially if you're standing on the other side of that water over near Little Mermaid Ride. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's stunning. 
Um, and it's very different. I mean, especially if we just think about it from the perspective of coming from, you know, Disney World as our home park to going to Disneyland. It's just so interesting to see everything so out in the open, no covers, you know, it's just a completely different vibe. So when it changed to Pixar Pal Around in 2018, the color scheme was again changed. And now it is currently a light blue color. So I want it in Mickey's face stand still from Mickey's fun wheel. Mickey is the center replacing the sun face. I mean, you can't really change. I feel like the Mickey is so iconic. And even though it is Pixar Pier, I mean, is there even a Pixar character that's I mean, nothing quite compares to Mickey. But if you were like, let's just say you got to pick one Pixar character to be on Mickey's fun wheel. Who would you pick? Maybe Luxo Ball. Oh, that's a good one. But isn't he incorporated? I say he. I don't know if Luxo Ball has a gender. <laughs> isn't Luxo Ball incorporated into the Incredit Coaster? I, or maybe that was just for Pixar Fest. I don't know. I can't remember now. But I do. I can picture that. I yeah. see that image in my head. I think otherwise it has to be. Woody. Yeah. Mm, I'm trying to think of if anything would even match it. I mean, if it was my personal choice, I would pick like Doug. But I know that's not a, I mean, I know that's not a good one. But if you just think about the impact of a Pixar character, I feel like nobody can challenge Woody. Toy yeah. Story is what put Pixar on the map. It is what still I think probably the first film that most people think of. For Pixar, highly successful franchise, and Woody is the main character. I would agree. That was a pretty solid choice. I guess better than Doug. You guess? I mean, it's better. Um, but I want to think back about because I think I've seen some discussion about does this still fit in Pixar Pier and did it fit previously in Paradise Pier? And I think you have to think about what the Imagineers were going for in Paradise Pier when the park was, you know, originally this area of the park was not even something that incorporated intellectual property. The Incredicoaster was then California Screaming. You still had things like the Golden Zephyr and the Swings and stuff like that, but they did not have intellectual property connected to them. So really what they were trying to showcase was the old Victorian style boardwalks that you can find along the coast of California. So you think like Santa Monica Pier and something like that. And if you think about a traditional pier or a traditional boardwalk, I think a Ferris wheel is one of the first things that you think of. I would say a Ferris wheel and like an old wooden or maybe a steel coaster, but I would probably say wooden coaster. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. And I completely agree. You know, we've talked about just Cali California Adventure before and kind of what they were going for. And obviously the coast and piers are a huge part of California and what people, you know, who were tourists would want to experience. They wanted you to get that experience at Disney so that you would go there instead of the real deal. So I think it does make sense in in that context. So 
I do think it's also interesting and I couldn't find any specific documentation, but it is known that they took inspiration from the wonder wheel, which like we mentioned is from Coney Island. I also think this part pulls elements from an East coast boardwalk feel. So things like Atlantic city or Coney Island get sort of that play as well, which they're similar to the ones in California, but it's, it's kind of a more well-rounded, like a whole family can go to a boardwalk or two appear such as Coney Island. You can play carnival games. You can ride attractions. You can eat excellent food. I was going to say eat. <laughs> and I think a Ferris wheel plays a role in that story that's trying to be told. So all of this is what I'm trying to say is that even though I will most likely never set foot on this attraction again, <laughs> I completely appreciate that it's there because it gives a full view of what a pier is supposed to be. Yeah. And it did have a purpose. Like it wasn't just put there as fluff necessarily. I mean, I do think that it adds kind of that wow factor to the area. I mean, it is drawing you in. I think the roller coaster over there also helps. But I think initially they were trying to kind of create that fun family atmosphere because typically a Ferris wheel is something that everyone in the family could do. You know, it's not a thrill ride. I don't think, do they have height restrictions on the, on the pal around? I don't think so. I, is it a thrill ride though? Well, I think the height of it and just how big it is makes it somewhat of a thrill ride, especially for us. If you're not big on heights but typically when people see a ferris wheel it's something for all ages especially because you can fit the whole family in one of those uh i don't want to call it a pod gondola gondolas do you think pixar power round is the icon of dca hmm. i might say yes it, i think it is here's the other ones that i thought of okay grizzly peak Garden, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Uh-huh. Or the rock structures of Cars Land. I think just from my perspective, when we planned our Disneyland trip to go out to California, I didn't know anything about California Adventure, but I could picture the Ferris wheel. I knew they had that Ferris wheel. I knew they had the water show. And that's really all I knew. So I think that's why I would lean most towards the pal around. But the other ones, I mean, you could make a pretty solid argument for. And I also want to note that World of Color was not even running when we were there. So we I don't even think we have a full appreciation for the aesthetic and the backdrop that it provides. Mm -hmm. Other people who have seen World of Color and see I'm going to call it Mickey's fun. Well, I'm sorry, <laughs> but see that as the backdrop, I feel like probably have an even greater appreciation for how gigantic and how iconic that it truly is. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that plays a big role in the show 
and just kind of the beauty of that overall area, especially at night. Yeah. Last thing I wanted to take note of is do we have a jaded view of the experience here? I didn't know if we were the minority in thinking I will never step foot on that thing. And I did find a couple of sites. There are many different blogs and many different guides. And almost always this is ranked either the last or the second to last of attractions in DCA as the worst ones. Oh, can you think of what it what is along with it is like what would be ranked as the worst? Um, the the goofies, the fly no. coaster. No, no. The swings. No. Um, I don't know. Is it the the rapids, the grizzly river rapids? No, nope. because I know people don't like to get wet. I don't. What is it? You're killing me. The golden zephyr. Hmm. Which we didn't even ride it when we, we didn't were there. Ride, no, we didn't ride that one. Well, I could understand that, but. It is surprising because when you compare the two side by side, you'd think, I mean, that Mickey, that the, I almost called it pal around, that the. It is the pal around. No, it's the. Oh, <laughs> it is the pal around. <laughs> you would think that the pal around would be leaps and bounds above that, but I guess it's really not. But there is some good news for pal around fans. In 2017, Fodor, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, the travel magazine, okay. ranked it as the second best Ferris wheel in the entire world. Oh. But think about the competition for that. You have the one in Orlando on iDrive that is gigantic, the gigantic one in Las Vegas, there's one in Paris. Well, my question is, do any of those, and you're not a Ferris wheel expert, so I don't know if you know this, but do any of those slide like this one does. The Wonder Wheel in Coney Island does. Oh. Okay. That's where they got it from. Oh. I've never been to Coney Island. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. That as far as Ferris wheels go, it's highly regarded. Well, that's nice. At least they have a good one. Yeah. So let's talk about our storytelling takeaways. What can you pull out of the history of this attraction? Well, I mean, I think just like anything else that the Imagineers do, I mean, it is well thought out. You know, it might not be the most thrilling or anyone's favorite. And it might be someone's favorite, but for a majority of the people, it might not be like the most amazing thing in the park. But it, you know, it has its role today, especially as a backdrop, um, kind of as like an icon as a big part of the water show world of color, world of color. I'm, You're struggling. I'm so bad with Disneyland. I really am. And I hate it. Um, but I think in that sense, you know, it has its purpose today, but even back when the park was created, it still had a very important purpose and a significance in making it feel authentic um, and kind of incorporating all of those elements that you would want from going to a California pier. So I think that's probably my biggest takeaway is even though things aren't always 
flashy or like super exciting. It is very intentional. Mm-hmm. For me, it's that your purpose can be multifaceted, that the role that an attraction or anything for that matter can play there can be a primary and a secondary and even a, even a tertiary purpose that it plays. Its main purpose is to spin people around in a circle of death. I don't <laughs> like that purpose. I don't like that. But I do really, really appreciate that it's there, how it looks, how it ties everything together and the history that it brings together. And so... Like when we get to Neverland's court, one of the things is, would you want this to be refurbed? Love it or fix it. And I actually don't want this to change at all. I don't want to ride it, but I don't think that it needs to be taken away because it to me is really, really portraying what a peer is supposed to be. Now, you can make the argument that Pixar doesn't exactly fit that area the way that it's intended to. And I get that. And I can listen to that argument that it it's not, it's obviously not in the true vision of what DCA is. It's supposed to be giving you a vision into different areas of California, but Pixar pier there pal around has to be there with it. It's an integral part of it. I mean, I think it would look, so strange if it wasn't there you know like if you just kind of picture it and try to take away the ferris wheel i can't even imagine not having it there personal history brendan i mean look we've said it in so many different ways we got on this expecting it just to be a normal ferris wheel ride i've rode ferris wheels for a long time (laughs) at county fairs i guess i didn't understand how big this thing actually is that's fair, for sure. Fair. County fair. Did you do that but on purpose? But I'm, but I'm, no. And so I am not particularly scared of heights, but we got up there and I was scared. And it probably didn't help either that my sister and I were just completely losing it. And I'm I'll be the first one to tell you that I am not a Ferris wheel fan in any stretch of the imagination, even the small ones. In county fairs, I don't really ride. I don't really like them. I think it's because I did get stuck on a Ferris wheel once as a child. Very small, but I did get stuck on one. Um, But when they had to stop you at the top, because, of course, they have to load and unload people, inevitably you will get stuck at the top. I think that was the worst part for it. (laughs) We were yelling. Everyone was yelling. We were all petrified. Like didn't want to move. And then even, you know, when you get so high up there, even the wind kind of rocks you a little. And it's not a lot, but it's enough to make you think that you are going to die. I think it's the noises as well that you can hear the steel like creaking and flexing and hear the pins rolling back and forth. And then you see all the other cars that are rocking back and forth and jostling all over the place and oh man it's not for us i hope other people enjoy it we did really try to enjoy the views though like we did every once in a while try to just like take a deep breath and just look around and it is beautiful up there if you can get past all the other elements well and from that vantage point you can truly appreciate how much 
I say Disneyland saying the entire resort is just sandwiched in there in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's just cars everywhere and you can truly get an idea of how it's all fitting together. Mm-hmm. So Neverland score. I thought that our scores were going to be very different, but they're not. I feel like, again, we on this ride, especially we have very similar experiences. So I think it fits that our our scores are pretty similar. I'll go first. I gave it a 3.25. My lowest scores, (laughs) and it's quite a few of them. My lowest scores were I would not fast pass it. Um, although I wouldn't really want to wait for it either. I don't know. I just wouldn't want to ride it. I remember the ride, but not in a good way. And I'd be okay if I never wrote it again. <laughs> were all the things that I marked on our score sheet. And just for a reference, this is a 3.25 out of 10. Not like out of five. Um, my highest ones, however, were like Brendan, I would not want to change it. I do agree with that. And for us, because we were scared of it, we put it in the thrill ride category. You've said like 15 times on this episode that it's not a thrill ride. And now you've given the highest thrill ride rating you could give it. I, I because see, I tried to just explain it. I do not think a Ferris wheel is a thrill ride in any imagination but for us because it was gigantic and we were terrified it then turns into a thrill ride but for the average person i do not think they would think this as a thrill ride are you saying we're weenie hut juniors i am yeah (laughs) in this sense i am for sure um yeah brendan Mine were pretty similar. We scored it the same in a lot of categories. I would never fast pass it. I'm not willing to. I, I said I would wait 15 minutes for it if I had to ride it. There's no nostalgia connected to it. I do think that the immersion, the sights, sounds, and smells, oh my, category. I think it does score pretty well in there. Mainly for the sights that you can see and the wind that you can feel. Obviously, there's no smells, but the music as well. It does have a pretty good soundtrack. So I would say that the immersion is pretty good. And again, I don't want it to change. Now, I don't care if it changes the intellectual property that's skinned over it. Or like the color scheme or things like that. But the structure itself needs to stay. Mickey's face needs to stay, in my opinion. Unless you put Walt's face on there. Now, there's an idea. You're going to pitch that to somebody. (laughs) No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. New idea. New idea. Dr. What's his name? Face from Figment as the moon in the final scene. Put that on the fun way. Fun Fun wheel. Pal round. Pal round. I don't think anyone's going to take you seriously. (laughs) The rotating moon just sitting there in the middle of Pixar Pier. Let's do it. Okay. Someone who's good at Photoshop, please do that for me. Oh, my goodness. Someone will. And make it into a a GIF where it rotates (laughs) back and forth like on Figment. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, and then worth the time investment. 
I put it in category two. There are better things to do. But if you're not going to be terrified, I do think it is worth it. If heights don't bother you, the sights, the views that you get probably make it worth it to go up there. Yeah, I said you should definitely ride it once. I do think it's one of those things. You have to ride it for yourself to see if you're going to love it or hate it. Or maybe you'll just be like, and eh, that was lame and you'll be indifferent to it. But I think you have to ride it once to make that decision for yourself. Did I say my score? 3.5. Maybe I already said it. So I give it 0.25 higher than you. This is the lowest score that we've given any attraction. But I think we have to view it. This is a storytelling series. And that's how the rubric is based. There's no story here. Yeah. And so for us, this an attraction like this is not why we go to Disney. There's nothing deeper to it than it's a gigantic Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Yep. So next week, what next park are Wednesday. we? What park are we on now? Are we back to Magic Kingdom? Mm, yeah let's just say yeah magic kingdom brendan big thunder mountain railroad mm, okay so like we said no episode on monday for july 4th weekend spilling over into the next week celebration big thunder mountain railroad next wednesday we go to magic kingdom next thursday dun 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 so thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Hope you have a safe and a happy 4th of July. If you are American and celebrating or if you're abroad and celebrating, whatever floats your boat, any reason to party, I guess, safely. Yes. By yourself. Social distance while you do it. A party at your home. <laughs> what are your favorite 4th of July movies? Last question. Oh, my goodness. Uh... We talked about this last year, didn't we? I believe so. I am drawing a blank. Not even Disney, though. Anything? I, I don't know. Sandlot, Independence Day, Major League. You can see I uh, associate Fourth of July with baseball. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you have quite the theme going. I'm I'm at a loss. Have you ever seen Independence Day? I feel like this is an area where I've failed you. No. Tune in next week for our review of Independence Day. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.